He wasn't in jail because he killed somebody. He wasn't in jail because he had gotten in a fight. He wasn't in jail because uh, he had been stealing from people. He was in jail for one reason only, and that was because he refused to compromise on what was most important. And here in the United States of America, we celebrate the fact that we have all kinds of freedoms and we can live pretty much any kind of lifestyle that we want to live and we can make whatever choices we want to make and we're not limited here and here and here and here and and that that is cause to celebrate but there's some things that should not be compromised there's some things that are so important that in spite of our differences they bind us together so i want you to hear these words The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father, who is over all and through all and in all. Paul is writing here about the things that are most important. The things that are so integral to who we are that they bind us together in spite of our differences. And each one of us here is different. It doesn't matter what color your skin is, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, it doesn't matter what your past is. Some of you are really grateful for that, aren't you? None of that stuff matters. Not when it comes to what is most important. And notice, Paul made it abundantly clear what is most important. He said there's one body. Now what's he talking about here? He's talking about the church, the body of Christ. There's one body body. In spite of all of our differences, the apostle Paul says, listen, we're all different. Just, just like the parts of our body are different and yet they are one body. And as a pastor, one of the things that breaks my heart is those who treat the church so cavalierly as if it is not something that they need to remain connected to. All they need to do is check off the box that I prayed a prayer, check off the box that I was baptized, but being a part of the body is not a big deal. You know what it was to Paul and it was to Jesus. It ought to be to us. There's one spirit that is the Holy Spirit of God who indwells us, who empowers us, who lives in us, who guides us, who enlightens us. And we rob ourselves when we ignore the person and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our church, in our community. The Spirit of God is working. He is here this morning. He is not an it. He is a person. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, He lives in you. Paul says there is one hope. One hope hope of all the things that you might put your hope in of all the people you might put your hope in there is one hope and what is that hope that hope is that we have life in jesus christ eternal and abundant that's our hope the hope that we will be released from these 
frail bodies and get a brand new body, the hope that we will be with God forever, that we will see him face to face and not be consumed. We have one hope. We have one Lord. Jesus is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, Jesus is Lord. And in this this time, it was required of every person in the Roman Empire that once a year they light incense and declare Caesar is Lord and believers by the scores were arrested or even killed because they couldn't say that. There is one Lord and he is Jesus. And the Bible tells us one day every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And some will do it with joy in their hearts. And some will do it with sadness. There is one faith. One faith. I know this world is filled with multiple religions, with multiple faiths, with multiple ways to get to God. But what Paul tells us is there is one faith and that faith is in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord there are not multiple ways to God Jesus said I am the way I am the truth I am the life and no one comes to the father except through me there is one baptism and here he's not talking about water baptism because water baptism is a symbol it is a symbol of something richer and deeper and higher and more meaningful for we are baptized into christ that's the way paul writes it in romans 6 3 we are baptized into christ this new life this new birth that is symbolized in our baptism our physical baptism our water baptism and he says there's one god There's one God who is our Father, who is over all and through all and in all. He is supreme and he is sovereign and there is no other God. And what Paul says is these are the things tie us together. These are the things that we don't compromise on. These are the things in which there is no wiggle room. The style of music in your church, plenty of wiggle room. Whether you sit in chairs or in pews, plenty of wiggle room. Whether you have stained glass or sound absorbing tiles on the back wall, wiggle room. Whether you wear coat and tie and dresses or whether you dress a little more casually, lots of wiggle room. I know there's some people that would go, whether you have Welch's grape juice or another grape juice, they would say, oh, there's no wiggle room in there. But I'm here to tell you that there is even wiggle room in that. And we get all wrapped up in the things where we have plenty of wiggle room and don't seem to focus on the things that are supremely important. And what happens when we stop focusing on the minors and start to put our focus on the majors? We change. We change. 
This is what it could look like. Notice what he says. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Now listen, these things are hard to practice outside in the world because the world plays by a different set of rules. And so why don't we start to practice it here? Uh, Practice makes perfect. These are the things that as followers of Jesus, because we are focused on something that is central and not on peripherals, then this is how we can live. We can be a community of believers who set aside pride and who embrace humility. This is harder than you think. Because many of us are driven by ego and pride and self. To set it all aside. To do as Jesus did. Now Jesus knew exactly who he was. And yet he was willing to take a towel and a basin. And to kneel and wash the feet of his disciples. If that was not beneath him. Then can anything be beneath us. In the name of Jesus. A community of, of believers who respond to one another with gentleness and kindness. One of the neatest things that I have witnessed here as a pastor, this is a God sighting for me. And this happened way back when James and Lonnie Moore were visiting the church before they ever joined the church. And, and, and James, he was sitting, I believe, on this side. And we were in a church business meeting and I looked out and that man was grinning from ear to ear. Now maybe he was thinking about what he was going to have for lunch. But I looked at that and I said, listen, here in a church business meeting, there's joy. And you know what? That ought to be because it's carried with a spirit. Everything we do ought to be carried on with a spirit of gentleness towards one another and kindness towards one another. Based in love. We can be a community of faith that is patient with each other. Meaning, you know what? We're able to put up with people who aren't where we are. And they're able to put up with us because we're not where they are yet. A community of people who love one another so deeply that they're willing to cut each other some slack. Listen, it's taken... 32 years of marriage and we haven't got it quite right yet but you know what in marriage you learn you got to cut each other a little slack the same thing's true in the church there are days that i'm going to disappoint you and days you're going to disappoint me we need to cut each other a little slack because we're not there yet we're still under construction a place a community of believers who value the unity we have so much that we'll go to almost, almost any measure to hold on to it. What does that mean? That means that we won't quickly abandon ship and we won't throw people overboard easily either. We will hold on to the unity we have in spite of our differences and even when we disagree, we will hold on to it. Paul talks a lot about this this unity that's 
coming together, this being together, this being one. Imagine what it could be like. Now, when you hear the word imagine, your mind may automatically go to that John Lennon song, his most famous of songs, Imagine. I mean, I've heard Imagine played at funerals, and I'm going, oh my goodness, I don't want that one played at my funeral. One of the lines in there says, imagine there's no heaven. Well, here's what I wanted to, I want you to imagine something differently this morning as we prepare to come to this table. Not only imagine that there is a heaven, but imagine how this community, how your family could be different if when we are together as the people of God, we are a slice of heaven. For that is what being together, having one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one one Father, all these things, those things that tie us together, we put our focus on those and the other things become easy. Then I can forgive and I can love and I can be patient and I can be kind, even when I don't feel like it, even when I haven't had my coffee. Because it's not me doing it. It is Christ in me. There was a guy with a funny name who lived back in the second century. His name was Tertullian. I don't know. Anybody got a child named Tertullian? No? Anybody got a middle name, Tertullian? Okay. This guy's name was Tertullian. He was a believer and, and he was a leader in the church and, and he wrote and, and he was writing based on what the people outside the church would think of the people inside the church. And let me, as we prepare to pray, I want you, I want you to hear what he says. He says, now again, this is perspective of those outside the church looking into the church. And he says this, look, look how they love one another and how they are ready to die for each other. My prayer as we come to this table is that this might be said of us. Gentlemen, you come forward.